Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Maybe we need some intro music. Do, 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 do. I don't know if that's a copyrighted noise, so I'm going to stop. But welcome, yes, to the 16th, people, 16th, sweet 16 episode of the Nobody Asked for This podcast. I thank you for joining me here once again. Again, to the maybe combined 16 listeners we've ever had, ever. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you putting up with this terrible sound quality. Um, it's not something I'm proud of. Ooh, the neighbors have decided to do some lawn work. That's fun. They clearly don't know that there's a broadcast happening. I don't know if you can hear that, but there's um, some sort of leaf blower. I don't know who owns a leaf blower, um, just for recreation, but there's not even any leaves here because it's technically fall. We've, we've gone over this pretty much since July when fall was going to happen. We're in it. It's fall. But fall has never been so hot. It was like 30 degrees. And I'm talking about Celsius. It should be 30 degrees Fahrenheit, like at the most in fall. But whatever's happening is happening, and I just need it to stop. So whoever is uh, in control of weather, please fix that. I feel like, did anybody see that video? of that um it was a a woman complaining about the heat and she was like i'm sitting right in front of my air conditioner it's on the highest temperature at the highest speed (laughs) something something degrees and it's on turbo do i have to set it to power ranger she did this whole thing and she was like in it she said something very smart she's like i feel like the lord needs to delegate temperature and weather to somebody else like where's moses that was the quote where is moses and i ask i ask that same thing. Where is Moses? Let Moses do it. It's a very funny video. I think it's called, like, It's Hot as Hell or something. Go- just Google it. You'll, you'll find it. It's, it's very enjoyable. I could recite the whole thing for you. I will not. Um, but yeah, just the weather is being weird. Um, something about me is I'm a professional complainer, so I really could find a way to complain about anything. So, like, when it's too hot, I just sit and think, oh, I wish it was cold. And then when it's really cold, I just think, oh, I can't wait for it to be hot. So really take my complaints with a grain of salt. They don't really mean anything because at the end of the day, I will find a way to complain about anything. But I feel like I do like the rain. That's something I don't complain about. I don't love being in the rain, like getting actually like poured down on. But I don't mind like, you know, sitting outside or not in outside, rather inside. You know, you open up the window, it's nice rain. You open up a, you know, fresh thing of hot Cheetos. You put your feet up. You know, maybe go into the back of the of the cabinet, pull out a a fresh candle from Bed Bath and BS or whatever that source called, pumpkin peanuts waffle or something, pumpkin waffle spice vanilla. Anyway, you light it. You look outside. You look at all the the sorry people that have to go out into the rain and just think, hmm, I'm glad I'm unemployed. Hmm. Anyway, uh, oh. Wait, I don't know if that picked up, but my stomach just made the loudest gurgle. What would you call that? A stomach, not grunt, a stomach, I guess gurgle. Gurgling is the only, is the only uh, term I can think of. Isn't that the funniest thing when it happens? Like you hear your stomach and it's like loud, like you'll be in class or something and your stomach will be like, and you try and stop it. Does anyone else do that? Like you hear the thing and then you're like, no, like it's like your phone rang. Like, if your phone starts ringing, you're going to grab it and, like, turn it off. But it's your stomach, so there's really nothing you can do. 
it's like almost worse than a burp. At least a burp, you could like shut your mouth and because the worst is when a burp comes, like your mouth is open and a burp just decides it's going to come. Hashtag update. We haven't done that in a while. But like a burp comes out and you're like, oh, so embarrassed. But with your stomach, like there's nothing you can do except eat, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the science behind a gurgling stomach is. I'm going to Google it really quickly and then also try and make it interesting so I don't have to edit it out. So I'm typing in, why do stomaches gurgle? My typing is wild. Okay, stomach gurgling. Thank God they made this thing on Google where they just put the like the little, a little snippet at the top so you don't even have to click on the articles. Again, it's so easy to be stupid. Stomach growling, that's the word. Not gurgling. Stomach growling occurs as food, liquid, and gas go through the stomach and small intestine. Now, the only thing I know about the small intestine, intestine, and testosterone, is that is actually larger than the large intestine. Intestine. I feel self-conscious about how I pronounce that word, but I, every way I say it still sounds wrong. Intestininus. Anyway, I remember... There was some, like, I don't know if it was a doctor that came into my class or, like, some sort of scientist came in and was ex explaining that the small intestine is actually bigger, like, in length, longer than the large. And I always thought to myself, I want to be, one day, someone with a job important enough that I could go to a school at, at any age. Elementary school, middle school, high school, university, uh, grad school whatever that is, um, I would like to go and speak about my um, expertise. Um, at this point, it would probably be how to uh, run a podcast only from your phone on a very tight budget, not, a much, not much time, um, and low quality. I could do that. I could also teach how to talk about not much for 30 minutes every week. I could do that. I could talk about how um, weird food pairings um, that I've created. I don't want to give any away because then that will be, you know, less of an incentive for people to invite me to their educational facility to speak. But yeah, I always loved hearing from, you know, an expert in a field. Because it's one thing to learn about, you know, science from the textbook, but like to hear like a real in the flesh meteorologist, you know, come and explain the weather dial or like the sundial or like how they predict the weather, which speaking of jobs and weather, not to call a certain profession out, but I feel like two things about meteor meteorology. Um, one, actually three things. One, it sounds like they're studying meteors, like the study of meteor of meteors, like meteorites that are going to come and crash and explode earth. Um, and from my understanding, it's the study of weather. So I'm assuming in like Latin or something, meteor means um, weather in some backwards way. It's always Latin. Okay, second thing. What other job can you be wrong about literally 85% of the time and not get fired? Just saying. Because like the weather is always wrong. And I understand like the weather is probably hard to predict. But, you know, wrong nonetheless. Third thing, I'm very organized today. How do we know that it's not just one person figuring out the weather and then everyone's just copying their answers? Like, does every single meteorologist 
on the news, on the local news? Do they conduct their own studies or do they just Google like the weather app and see what the weather is going to be? That has always confused me. Or are the, are the meteorologists, you know, in air quotes on these shows just like presenting the news or sorry, presenting the weather? Do they like, again, are they the ones that like get the protractor, get the little sundial, get the pen and paper and like do sketches for 12 hours trying to figure out what the weather's going to be? Also something I don't get with weather study, how in the heck are they able to predict what the weather's going to be like two weeks from now? Like, huh? That makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, how do you know? Like, I guess you can look at patterns, and I would be interested to see how accurate those are. Like, what they predict is going to happen in two weeks, and then what they predict will happen on that same day, two weeks later, like, in the morning, to see if they were right. But, like, how do you, how do you even go about, like, who figured that out? Who figured that out? Shakespeare? Um, William Shakespeare? Billiam Shakespeare. I don't know. Weather's always always confused me, but regardless, get getting back to the point, I'm gonna need a little bit more fall weather. Because we're I mean, we're about to come up on October, which is Halloween. I, we've already been in Halloween season. I've uh documented how I've been eating can, um candy corn since July. But like Halloween is happening, people. Halloween is happening and we're getting 30 degree weather. To translate for the Fahrenheit system, that would be 30 times 2 is 60, plus another 30, 90. Just about 90. What the heck? We need to fix that. But speaking of Halloween, uh, it's happening. I've seen a lot of the Spirit of Halloween stores popping up. For those of you who don't know, Spirit of Halloween is this... is. I mean, I think most people... It's probably in, in a lot of countries. It's basically like the Halloween store. And I always wondered how they like set up shop in these huge, you know, it's to put it fancy, a lot of real estate. There's, there's, there's large real estate. Like it's like large businesses that were once out of business become Spirit of Halloween stores. And there's a few of them around me, but I always forget like what those stores were before or after. Because again, they're like huge stores that just either pop up in like a mall or like they take over other businesses and they're huge. So it's like, it would be obviously like a vacant space for the other 10 months out of the year that they don't run. But I can't remember what they become. So if anyone has an answer for me, like what a spirit of Halloween store is, because it's only like September and October, maybe a little bit of November. When the pumpkin patches are done, when the pumpkins start rotten, like they're out of there. So I can't remember what they are before or after, but that is something that I'm going to dig into for the next episode. We're going to do Nobody Asked for This Unsolved, uh, True Crime. Maybe that'll get us on the true crime charts. We're going to figure out what happens to the Spirit of Halloween stores after before, however you look at it, glass half full, glass half empty, doesn't matter. Okay, stay tuned for that. Also, speaking of fall, we're just gonna we're gonna hit all the holidays. Uh, Thanksgiving coming up. Now again, I have to do some translation for the um, Americans. Um, our Thanksgiving in Canada. I th- I don't know if Thanksgiving is a holiday everywhere. I assume it was in 
America first, and then Canada said, anything you can do, I can do better. So we're also having a Thanksgiving. But our Thanksgiving is not at the end of November, like in America. It is um, literally like the beginning of October. Like it's like next week. Which also never made sense to me because it just feels like it's not like fall enough. Like we, October needs to be for the Halloween, for the scary, for the, the spooky, the spoopy, the candy corn, as I've mentioned. Like I feel like Thanksgiving should be November. I think I need to get on the board of whoever makes these big decisions. When the seasons start, when the hel- the holidays are, basically any dis- any major decision that was made probably like decades before I was even born, I think needs to be revisited with my feedback in mind. That could be the tagline for this podcast. Revisiting decade-old ideas and decisions made long before I was even born, comma, an open discussion on why people shouldn't have made decisions until the year I was born, comma, um, applying critical learning theory. I did that in the form of a um, scholarly paper. If anyone was ever in like a, a, in a position where they needed to read like these like academic journals or whatever, the titles, it was never like my research paper. And, and to be fair, I really only read the titles. I didn't actually read the whole, the whole thing. Luckily, there was like usually a summary at the top. I think it was called the abstract. I would just read the abstract and pretend that I knew everything that this study was trying to tell me. Because um, I essentially did. We've talked about my essay writing technique in the past, where I would basically just find a sentence and take it the heck out of context, and, but pretend that it was... It was saying what I was doing. So basically, like, if I found a sentence that say, many thought that this experiment proves that X equals Y, but it doesn't, I would just take the chunk that said X equals Y, or this experiment proves that X equals Y, and I would just run free with that and say that this is what was happening. I'm sure that's some sort of plagiarism. It never caught up to me. So like, why would I try harder? Um, But yeah. Anyway, the title of these articles were always like, um, they would, there would be like a fun title. So it would be like, kids on Halloween should do this, comma, applying blank, blank, blank theory to this event when compared to this event, but not when this event happens over pi. It was like half the article was the title and I still couldn't read it. So that's the level of student I was at. But yeah, very excited for for Halloween. Although you will not catch me in a Spirit of Halloween store uh, because I simply don't have the budget. Those costumes are so expensive. It's like if you went in there and tried to get like a full costume, I don't think you can spend under like $100. So I would have to do the DIY version, the cheaper version. And they're always, if you ever notice like shopping, especially online, they can't use like the names or specifics about like copywritten characters. So instead of like Sleeping Beauty, it'll be like a gorgeous person who slept a lot. And it'll be like Sleeping Beauty of like a, like a fake of Sleeping Beauty costume. Or like instead of um, Snow White, it'll be like, 
precipitation that's frozen woman who looks in the mirror with um, entourage. And that's like supposed to be, or like Little Mermaid, it would be like not small uh, woman that lives in the sea. And it's like a fake, well, not fake, but like a, like a knockoff Little Mermaid costume. They really get around it. I tell you, whoever, the lawyers for Spirit of Halloween, if I'm ever in a dispute, I know who I'm going to. They, they get around stuff. They, uh, they know the tricks of the trade, that's for sure. Also, in other holiday news, I don't want to spread rumors. This will, Halloween will be an, on, an ongoing theme, as will the next holiday I'm about, I'm about to talk about. We've, I mean, we've hit Thanksgiving, we've hit Halloween. Why? I mean, we've we got to talk about Christmas a little bit. Um, I have some, some potential Grinch news. I don't say this um, lightly. I don't, I don't say this happily. I say this in shock. I say this in anger, um, in fear, really. And with with not 100% certainty, but I've heard a terrible rumor that the Starbucks holiday menu has shifted for the worse. Um, Now, let me go back a year. The year was 2021. I was in the car, and I found out that they had discontinued at Starbucks the gingerbread and the eggnog latte. Now, I... I really tried I to use it as like a, a moment of maturity and realized that you know at the time the stock not the stock exchange what is that called the uh, supply chain was a mess it was a mess um, things were getting clogged up in the Suez Canal I don't know what or where that is I just know that it was happening okay this the Suez was not regular the gut flora was not working properly um, so hearing that news that my favorite, my two favorite drinks, the gingerbread and the eggnog latte, were not going to be something that I could experience that holiday season, it was very hard. Um, but I tried to be understanding and use it as a teachable moment that you don't always get what you want. But if you try, sometimes you get what you need. Um, so maybe that's what I needed. I needed to feel that um, that setback. I needed to be humbled, and I was. Uh, but it, it wasn't all for waste. It wasn't all for not. We still got the caramel brulee. There were other places, you know, local or local or like um, smaller chains or whatever that I could get my gingerbread latte, also eggnog latte. Also, update on the eggnog that I froze from last year. Still in the freezer. Um, they've started selling eggnog again, even though it is still a little bit, a little bit early. We're still not even in October yet, but I've seen eggnog on the shelf so I can bring the frozen eggnog that I saved from last year out of hibernation. I'm thinking of fully, def- I have a couple a couple different cartons. I'm thinking of fully defrosting one and then eating the other one as ice cream. If anyone has thoughts about that, let me know. Any like uh, pairings that you think would go well? Uh, but basically anytime I see like a, a Christmas something on the shelves, like I get so excited. It's like, it's like a serotonin boost every time. I'm like, yes, gingerbread, yes, eggnog. Yes, you know, Grinch-themed Pillsbury cookies, all of that stuff. However, getting back to the sad news, while I could take the lack of gingerbread and eggnog lattes and, and move on to my purpose in life, I don't think I can do this if what I heard was true. So I don't want to start um, any rumors, but I will. I'm going to use the Spirit of Halloween um, legal roundabout way to explain what I'm trying to say. Okay, basically every year 
there has been, um, how would I explain this? A salad between two layers of crusty goodness, and it might have holiday, um, what is that called? Like holiday toppings. It might have um, poultry. It might have um, stuffing. It might have um, some sort of jelly in it that may be similar to cranberry juice, but in a different form. And it might be sold at Starbucks for almost $20, like literally $12. And that thing, that salad between two crusty goodness things. So try and with all that information, try and decode what I was trying to say. Um, an additional hint, one of my favorite holiday, I would say probably my favorite seasonal fast food um, offerings may, may not be coming back. Now, I'm not too sure if my source was American or Canadian because I know in America they do not have that they haven't had that sandwich for a few years so I'm holding out hope that it was just you know the you know unfortunate luck of the nation down south but I'm not taking my chances so I'm going to expect disappointment so I'm not um, therefore disappointed so that's where we're at on that front I think we've covered you know seasonal uh, food and seasonal seasons holidays um, extensively enough for this episode. So now we're going to move on to our next favorite topic here that nobody asked for this podcast, which is royal news. Um, breaking news of everyone over the last couple of days has sort of felt like a, a mood booster, maybe a, um, you know, a spark of joy. It is that the royal family has officially announced that the end of the mourning period has come. We no longer have to be in mourning. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really honest. I forgot that I, we were in mourning for the last like maybe week or so of it um i i feel like they dragged on funeral processions uh quite long um i i feel like she's been you know queen lizzie liz has been gone she, you know she, she's been gone i think almost a month now and we're still kind of um celebrating which i guess is nice but at the same time like you know we got to move on so they have given us the okay to move on and i also again we don't really talk too much topical stuff here but i i, I read that Apparently, Prince George, so that would be um, Queen Elizabeth's great-grandson. He was also the firstborn, so he'll eventually be King George, which I feel like we've had a King George or two in the past. And by we, I mean the UK. Um, King George has been telling people at school, you know, you better watch out if you don't like me. You better watch out. You better not cry. And I'm going to tell you why. And it's because my dad is going to be the king one day. He has been more or less threatening people that are on his bad side. You watch out. I will bring back that guillotine. I will bring back, you know, the court jester system, and I will make you my my clown. It's basically what he's telling people at school. Now, I was thinking of it because apparently the kids, the royal kids do go to like a, probably like private school, but like a school that non-royals go to. Like they're not homeschooled or anything. So I was just trying to think like if that were me, and I knew that my classmate had the potential to be, not even the potential, was going to be the next king, you know, if everything, you know, goes to the natural order of, order of things. Like, w- 
wouldn't you like would you want like would you like that like wouldn't you want to be friends with them so you can get invited to buckingham palace like i can't imagine there's that many people that he really has to threaten you know like or maybe he's like give me your pokemon and when they're like no i don't want to give you this pokemon card he's like well i'm gonna rule the freaking country one day so you better watch out I'm adding you to the list. There is a list. I'm adding you to it. Be careful. The Crown season 37 is not going to talk about you nicely. History will not be kind to you. Um, I, also, more so from the perspective of a parent who has a kid going to the same school as a royal kid. Like, would you say to your kid, like, listen, you know, if you want to get the good goodie bags, if you want to get the the ride in a very nice car when you're, you know, 16, 17, upper high school, like, that's a kid you befriend. Or are you, like, kind of terrified of the whole institution, so you're like, stay away. I'm going to get my first guest on this podcast. Mark it. We're going to manifest. We're going to manifest that my first guest on the podcast is someone whose kid goes to school with the royals, the, the royal kids. That is, I think, a very attainable goal. As I've talked about before, I'm actually one of the number one, well, no, not the number one, but the number one uh, region that listens to me is the UK on Samsung Podcast, which I didn't even know was an app until the UK started listening to me on it. But I hear that I'm huge, not as big as I am in Finland. So forgive me, it's the second most listened to region, as you know, detailed heavily i was you know we were we were on the the uh i think a number 100 and something maybe in the 160s of the finland podcast comedy charts i can't say we've reached similar heights in england but it's not for lack of trying okay we have covered their uh monarchy monarchy queen chip the third may he reign and rule and not rest until that fateful day we've we've covered we've covered it uh, covered it well um so i'm not surprised that we have such a distinction of being one of the number one podcasts in a race against myself on the samsung podcast charts of the uk um but you know it's an honor that i i wear proudly i don't i've i've made this sentence so long i don't actually remember what i was talking about in the beginning but we're just gonna go with it if I do nothing else, it's go with it. Go with the flow. But yeah, we're, we're coming up on the end of the year. Going to start thinking about some some resolutions. I have actually, I know I, I've said this before, I actually have some, some cool ideas that I want to really sit down and execute and, you know, properly produce for this show. So I'm really excited about that. Um, if you are a human that is listening to this and you have any ideas for shows please reach out i would probably say the easiest place to to get to me and my our huge research and development team our production team our assistants our interns would be through the instagram the instagram app uh the the direct messages i believe we are let me get our exact exact um not login i'll give you our password too our exact thing that would be nobody i think it's n a okay here we go yeah our instagram at nobody underscore asked underscore for underscore this underscore podcast so it's it's nobody asked for this podcast but underscores instead of 
spaces. And our logo on our Instagram is the same logo on our podcast feed. So that'll be easy. You'll know that it's us. Um, this is us. We also have a website. I've talked about this at a nauseum. Podcast.nobodyaskforthis.podbean.com On there you can find um, everywhere you can find us in terms of our social media accounts and our um, actual where you can get this podcast. Um, I wonder what the most... Po- I would assume probably a mix of Spotify and Apple and Apple Podcasts are the most popular. But like, hey, if you're one of those weird people, no offense, who uses like Stitcher, whatever that is, or um, iHeartRadio, I probably shouldn't be saying negative things about other networks because what if one day they want to sponsor me? Not... Uh, but just in case, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna burn a bridge before it happens. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you can find us all those places. We're on the Twitter, the TikTok. I know we used to do our snack graveyards. Um, interesting thing that I've noticed with the snack graveyards, um, as I'm sure we've we've talked about, and as I'm sure you could tell, anytime we would mention a snack, like 82.397 percent of the time we would mention a snack that snack would come back so we're getting to a point with the snack graveyard segment where the graveyard is like resurrecting and it's getting harder to find snacks that we used to love that aren't a thing anymore because if you've noticed something happened about five years ago where everyone decided screw original ideas we're not having it we're not doing it we want nothing of it Um, So basically, every movie is a sequel or a remake. Every TV show is like a prequel to another show. Every every new food. um, Lay's, I'm calling you out. I love you. But you keep doing um, mashes or mix-up, mixing and matching of your old flavors. So it's like, instead of finding a new flavor, we're just going to take an old flavor from the past and either bring it back or twist it with a current flavor. Like, I'm not seeing any creativity. I'm not seeing new ideas. And and this goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Like, if anyone needs me, if any brand, company, whatever, if you need me to help you out, I really let me be that um, brain, you know? I've actually, you don't even have to ask me. I've laid out tons of good ideas across the 16, sweet 16 episodes of this podcast. Not all of them were sweet, but they were all episodes. You know what I'm saying? So if you need help, reach out to me. We got to get, let's get some creativity flowing back. Let's get some juices back because we need the snack graveyard segment. And as much as we complain about the stuff in the snack grave, whoa, that was bad. What the heck's it called? The snack graveyard segment. As much as we complain that that stuff is no longer available, it not being available anymore is a main pillar of the, the integrity of the segment. So if we start, you know, bringing everything back, Dunkaroos, um, something else we brought back. What else do we bring back? Oh, yeah, the Ritz S'mores. Apparently those are making a comeback. If we keep bringing stuff back, we'll have nothing to complain about. So whoever is in charge of the ideas, I love I love that we have an, an impact. Um, but I'm going to need you to stop bringing back everything so that we have something to complain about. Just, just, just give us something to complain about. Something to complain. See, getting back to the beginning, I, I always, I always wrap it up nicely. I'm a professional complainer. You know, some people are. Everyone's born with a gift. Some people can sing. Some people can model. Some people can, you know, sleep nine hours a day. Some people can sleep three hours a day and be fine. I was born with the with the gift of complaining, and I tried to deny it. I tried to make it my New Year's resolution to get rid of it, you know, for three years in a row. It just didn't happen. 
here we are and I'm making the most of it. So I made of this podcast. Which I don't know if it's helping anything. It might be... I think I do... Do you know how Amazon is trying to do like carbon neutral? They're trying to like as much garbage as they inject into the pollution of the world. They're trying to fund things that take out that same amount of pollution so that if they didn't exist entirely the like carbon state of the or the the climate would be unaffected if that makes sense that's what i'm trying to do same idea same idea i'm trying to um negative neutral carbon negative neutral my impact so hopefully yes i'm complaining into a microphone every week but maybe it's like kind of um not the worst thing to listen to not the best, but not the worst. So that maybe sort of counteracts that, that negativity, truly pure negativity that I, I can exude sometimes. So on that note, that's just some food for thought for the weekend. Um, thank you for joining me once again. We'll be back next week. Again, I said it already, but you can find us any and everywhere. Go to podcast.pod, or pod, oh, excuse me, podcast.nobodyaskforthis.podbean.com. Um, I can look at the statistics of that. So if you're not going to podbean dot pod or podcast dot nobody asked for this dot podbean dot com, I will know. I'm like your dentist. When they uh, ask if you're flossing, you say yes. You clearly aren't. I can see the stats. I have the eye for it. Um, but <laughs> regardless, thank you for listening. We will see you next week.